Today we're talking about the three C's of effectively communicating next steps online. Are you ready? Because it's time. Holy nuclear time bombs! Holy overeating! Holy roller coasters! It's time! It's time! It's time for the Lion Sidekick Podcast! Hello everyone, I am Tom Pounder and you are listening to the YM Sidekick Podcast. This is the place where ministers come to get some cool tips and tricks and ideas on how to do ministry more effectively in this very fidgetal world, a very digital and fidgetal world. We live in this combination world now. And how do you effectively communicate about Christ? Well, we're talking about that today as I have Ray DeArmas with me. And Ray's been uh, on the podcast before, and he's a great resource for Church Online. And he's a part of a great ministry team down in Miami, uh, Florida. And Ray and I are going to talk today about how you can effectively communicate next steps on church online Uh, and it's more than just on sunday morning this involves throughout the week what can you be doing throughout the week to be preparing people what can you be doing during the church service and then what can you be doing afterwards Uh, we talk about a variety of different ways that you can do it and then we sum it up with three c's what are those three c's and how can you be effectively communicating throughout the week well that's what we're going to talk about right now with ray DeArmas. so let's get into the interview Right now with Ray, talking about those three C's and how to effectively communicate the next steps on Church Online. All right, with me right now is uh, Ray DeArmas. Ray, how are you, man? I'm doing great. Thanks so much, Tom. It's great to be here, man. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Oh, dude, I I love it. Again, if we'll talk about this a little bit later, but if you're not following Ray on Twitter, like Twitter's your primary, right? You're on Twitter all the time. I do the other stuff, but I love Twitter a whole bunch because, you know, for me, social media, yeah, it's about like being informed and stuff, but I, I'm really on it to have fun. <laughs> I hate to say it like that, like I'm on it to have fun. And so, I, you know, I enjoy Twitter because it's a fun place to kind of make jokes, be part of dialogue, be hard, and be part of an ongoing conversation. And Tom and I have been part of lots of ongoing conversations on Twitter involve comic books sports yeah. like all sorts of stuff it's been fun yeah see that's why so if you're not following ray and i'll have his links on the show notes you got to follow him because again he is an online pastor but he tweets about everything and that's what i love and i'm actually trying to pick up more things of like okay i need to be more engaging in different areas not a whole bunch but just different areas uh to engage because you you've got some great engagement going on on your twitter (laughs) oh thanks man no it's just a blast i I, i've loved twitter i've been on twitter now you know it's funny they tell you like what your twitterversary is and i've been on twitter since like 2007 um you know the, the downside of that is that obviously twitter is a much more contentious place than it's been like in the last few years i feel like all the social media is kind of twisted that way but if you're on it for fun and if you're in it for some good conversation i think it's just a great place to be and it's a great place to meet people like tom and others man i'm telling you it's just a blast so yeah it it is awesome okay so uh before we get into our topic uh, i do want to uh, reintroduce you um again you and i met through um, now a mutual friend jeff reed how, who actually thinks i'm a russian you know chat bot or something like that ah. <laughs> so um but tell tell everyone uh where you're from and what uh what 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 you serve in your your church sure so uh i'm from born and raised in miami florida and i still have the privilege of serving the community that i love so much uh been down here in miami for a long time you know the only time i really moved out of here was to go to seminary you know folks uh kind of like the olden days they tell you well to be a pastor you've got to 
get out of town, go to seminary and get some book learning. So I went over to Southern Baptist Theological Seminary, lived in Kentucky for a little bit, uh, got my, got my uh, degree, got my MDiv, and then I moved back. Um, the church online pastor now, and it's funny kind of how God works, right? Because way back when, in 2009, when my wife and I were getting married, um, I was working for Apple at the time. I was working at an Apple store uh, while I was at seminary. And uh, that was a blast. And that's a whole other thing I'm sure we could do a podcast on because yeah. still to this day, like one of the best companies I ever worked for. I, I always tell people it was like working for Willy Wonka. Um, <laughs> it was during like the Steve Jobs days and all that stuff. But, um, but you know, when, when I was at Apple and I, we're, Lauren and I were about to get married, my wife's two of her grandmothers couldn't come to the wedding. One lived in Brazil and one lived in Missouri. One lived in Kansas City, Missouri. And so my wife was heartbroken. She was like, this is terrible. It's like two days before our wedding. She's crying. She's distraught. And I just got in my head. I was like, man, I think we can do this. I think I can broadcast this and bring them into the room. And so sure enough, I got out my little MacBook and I got out my little camcorder and I connected it via USB and made a Ustream account, got everything clicking together, threw it on our wedding website. And I told her, I said, Lauren, good news. They're going to be able to be there. They're going to be able to make it. They're going to be able to watch the wedding live. And sure enough, they did. Wow. And after the wedding, just so many people thought it was incredible. And, but I, I told them, I was like, man, what a powerful tool this could be, you know, for church and for the gospel. And I, I knew a couple of churches that were doing it, but it wasn't like a mainstream thing. And now here we are, you know, years later when I was asked to be the church online pastor, people knew that I was going to be a good fit just because, you know, they, they were like, man, Ray, you're always engaged online. You're always doing stuff, even when I was at a physical location. But, um, but it's been a lot of fun leading this and growing it and seeing it just kind of do it, what it does. And so Christ Fellowship too, it's an interesting church. We're in a multicultural community, uh, pre COVID and even still post COVID, we will have, you know, six locations, uh, seven counting online. But online right now is the only and primary way that we can meet right now until we go through the next phase of our regathering plan. So, yeah. Okay. So two questions real quick about your, your past. What, what position did you serve in before you became an online pastor? Good question. Yeah, I was a physical a campus pastor at one of our physical locations. Um, I'd started our Coral Gables location. I, I got to, you know, to lead the launch team to do that. And I did that for about five years. It was great. It grew, um, but it kind of hit like its peak under my leadership. And, and we were even trying to figure out, all right, so what are we going to do with this campus? And, and so, you know, eventually we're taking a look at what the future of that particular location is going to look like. Mm -hmm. But at, at the same time, they saw it as an opportunity. We had some new leadership coming in of, Hey, we really think that he's gifted for specifically church online. And then if some of you, if you're familiar with Jeff Reed, I was working underneath Jeff Reed or with Jeff Reed at the time. And they said, Ray, why don't you partner up with Jeff? And uh, Jeff's leading our digital stuff. Why don't you lead church online? And I did that. And uh, Jeff and I got a we had a great working relationship, like right off the bat. And things just kind of took off and, and we're working great. And then eventually Jeff transitioned on to go take on the church digital and, uh, and I help him out with some of that stuff. But I keep doing my thing here at CF. So it's good. Yeah, that's that's awesome. So um, do you feel like your uh, work as a campus pastor really set you up to succeed as an online pastor? Like, do you think you got some good skill sets there? Yes and no. Um, so for for us at CF, um, here in Miami, Miami is not a church community. Mm. So the idea that, that we're a mega church that exists down here, you know, uh, especially, um, you know, we're we're Southern Baptist, but at the same time, we're not 
you know, we're not traditional Southern Baptist. And, you know, for many of you, you're familiar with that. That's very much churches in your community, you know, that, that are more seeker sensitive in that kind of light. Uh, down here in Miami, that's, we're kind of an anomaly at our size. Okay. Um, there is something special in the water in terms of what God has enabled us to do. It, it really is a powerful thing. And that's obviously because of people that went before us, like Pastor Rick Blackwood. And, and many of you are familiar with, with Eric Geiger. He was our executive pastor for a long time and helped spur off much of what we got now. Um, and Eric even remains a mentor of mine, uh, even though he's at Mariners, but it's, it's a crazy thing. And so, you know, we have to be very much self starters mm -hmm. and we have to be very, very entrepreneurial, hitting the grind, constantly making phone calls, constantly writing emails, texting people, checking in, because especially in a city with a lot of distractions, yeah. people kind of, even church people keep church as a B and C option. So we've constantly got to be on the grind and constantly moving people from that, from that community to to our congregation, you know, and into the core, we've constantly got to do that. So now that's, that's really cool. I'm always curious to see where people start out before online campus, you know, running an online ministry, you know, again, in a few years, it's going to be, that's what they go to school for. But right now for, for especially some of you guys who are the pioneers of this, you know, it's really interesting to hear your all story of that. So, okay. So then now my follow-up question is where are you guys, Miami, in this whole COVID thing, because I've always, I've been hearing the stories. My, my daughter goes to school in Tampa. So, you know, I, I've, I know a little bit about what's going on there, but where are you guys at with this COVID and what is like, how close are you guys to reopening somewhat in, in person? Great question. Great question. We, we initially were going to open up in July. We had everything set. We unveiled our plan, all that was fantastic. And the week that we announced it, uh, you know, when you talk about Murphy's law, right? The <laughs> week that we announced everything, um, Miami had a huge spike and w we became like deadlier than Wuhan, China, they were saying, you know, wow. like, yeah, like the rate down here just got way out of control. I got a sister that works in the ER at one of our local hospitals. They had, you know, not even standing room only, they had beds in the hallways. Mm -hmm. They had all sorts of stuff with patients, you know, here that have been struck with the worst cases of COVID. And so, you know, Miami just got way out of control. And so we, you know, pivoted and we delayed our plan. And that, that was probably the right move to go. I know it upset some folks at our church. Some folks were really eager to get back. And believe me, even we wanted to get back, but it really did uh, set some folks off in the wrong direction. And so now over the past month, we've been waiting to see just kind of how the trends were going in South Florida. And it started to move down, started to move down in a significant way. And this is where I'm connected to so many different pieces of this. Like I told you, my sister works in the ER. My wife is a public school teacher. And oh, so, yeah, public school teachers, you know, coming up, they're starting up Monday. They're going to be virtual for a month because Miami-Dade County made that decision early on. And they say, hey, we're going to give it a month and we're going to wait and see. And my kids who are in a private school, they actually start in person on Monday because it's reduced classroom sizes, temperature checks at the door. Like it's a lot more hardcore stuff. And then for us as a church, we've already announced that, hey, look, we're going to look to start regathering first in homes coming up in September. Like we're going to do smaller home gatherings and encourage people to do that. We've already had a TV app. Uh, over time, we've been growing our YouTube channel. And so we've been encouraging people to engage through larger devices, smart TVs in that way. But also... Uh, we'll be launching back at our physical locations in the month of October. God willing, God willing. Hopefully we don't see another spike. Hopefully nothing else happens, but uh, that's where we're at. That's cool. Um, yeah, I, I get that because my, in my, where I live in Virginia, we are the 
public school kids are going back. There's taken at least the first quarter of all virtual and, but, but private schools, and we have two private schools that are right around my, my community. They're all meeting in person for exactly the same reason. There's smaller classrooms that can do different things. Um, uh, so, but we started opening up, um, thankfully at our church, uh, I think it was July, early July, but you know, from a student ministry perspective, because I do student ministry and online stuff is, you know, we started out in July trying to go back in person and then we had some COVID hit us. And so we had to go back online. So I feel like right now we're in this start and stop kind of mode. Like you're, we're going to make a step forward and then maybe take a half step back, you know, make another step forward, maybe two steps back. It's just going to be an interesting development. Yeah. And I think that's going to be really hard for a lot of folks to deal with um, just because there's so much that we're still learning, right. Uh, um, about both this virus and even how to keep people safe from it, that we all kind of have to deal with the uncomfortable of not having routine for right now in terms of exactly what you're saying. Like, Hey, we're regathering. Oh no, we can't right now. Uh, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta go back. And that was uncomfortable for our city. Uh, part of the reason why it was so uncomfortable is because they actually started to get into phase two, I guess it is here and, you know, open up restaurants and stuff and everything seemed like it was heading the right direction. And like I said, it just kind of took off. Yep. And then boom, we had to run right back and close restaurants and reconsider some of the stuff that we were doing. But, you know, I'm glad that you guys are at least gathering together on Sundays and, and you're having the capability of having some of that for folks. Just out of curiosity, just for my learning, um, like, is that at limited capacity? And if so, how's it going? Well, it is. It started off much more limited capacity. Um, and now it's it's increased as Virginia has done better. Um, but again, we're still like 20%, like it's 20% in person, most of it's still online. So I envision uh, until we get a vaccine or really solid treatment, that's going to really, really help people. I mean, it, yeah. it's going to be well into 2021 before we start seeing any kind of, of close to capacity. Yeah. And I don't want to hijack your podcast too oh. bad, Tom, but I, but I do want to ask, are you seeing non-believers come? Cause that's my biggest concern for like, one of the ways that we do churches, the idea is I'm going to bring a guest, but my concern is, man, are my guests going to want to come in light of everything that's happening? Yeah. So the interesting thing, again, of the stories I'm hearing about people online, there are some people online that are inviting people into their homes to watch. Like it was so funny because I was out for a walk in my community because I've been going for lots of walks these days. Um, and so uh -huh. <laughs> I was going for a walk and then someone yelled my name and I was like, Oh, and I like look over at him. I'm like, why? Hey, you know, nice to see you. I had no idea. It was. He's like, hey, I'm Mark. I've been watching uh, Church Online with uh, Ben, who's a friend of mine. And we see you every week because I do the mid-service announcements every week. And he's like, we see you every week. It's awesome. You're funny kind of deal. Like, so we had a conversation That's and cool. he's not a believer. And so that was yep. kind of cool. But then um, one of those other thing is that we are hearing that some people who are coming in person are bringing some people. There have been some new people, definitely not what we would normally see on a regular week. But, you know, it, there have been some people doing that. That's really cool. And, and that's something that I think that God is using right now in this time. You know, it's funny, the same thing happened to me yesterday. Uh, you know, I identify with that. Lauren, I walk like at least once or twice a day. Yeah. And sure enough, some guy was like, Ray, what's going on? And like a couple blocks down. And I was like, 
sup what's going on <laughs> you know and, uh, and i was like all right cool and i looked at my wife i was like so you know i guess i'm a celebrity now it's, <laughs> it's all fine and good she was like well nobody ever pays for our dinner so this is some terrible celebrity and then uh, she, she wasn't wrong <laughs> awesome. Okay, so now I'm going to take back over my podcast now that, you know, we've yes, got- Yes, please do. It's all yours. <laughs> okay, so you're the expert here. So I need to pick your brain on this. Okay, so next steps are always a key thing in any kind of church. Um, you want to be encouraging people to take next steps. So what does that look like for us when we're doing that in regards to online? How, what kind of next steps are you really encouraging people to take and how are you evaluating and judging whether or not those are being effective and how you communicate that as well? Yeah, you know, so many people think about when they think about content or when they think about church online or even their church services in person, uh, you know, uh, even when I was at seminary, right, like they give you like the three things to think through when you're coming up with, with your message, but they don't really apply it to the service overall. They think about, all right, so what do you want people to think? What do you want them to feel? And what do you want them to do? And so often we put so much emphasis on the first two. We want them, you know, to think. So we're going to present great messages with wonderful content. You know, we're going to go Tim Keller-esque and really challenge their thinking, you know, and make them think in some new ways. Uh, emotion. Uh, we, we want them to feel things. We want people crying and lifting up their hands in worship and, and all that's great. But we don't always think through the last one, which is, well, what do we want them to do? Mm -hmm. And that's some of the most important things that we can talk about on a week to week, especially when we talk about things like discipleship, because if we really care about the 167 hours that affect the rest of their week, then that last one is super, super important. And not just in the context of the message, but in the context of the service overall. And so when we have alignment throughout the service for not just how we want them to think, not just how we want them to feel, but when we have a clear next step in terms of what we want them to do, man, do things just fire on all cylinders. And the next thing you know, we see consistent movement at our church. And so, you know, for us, it's, it's taken place in a couple of different ways. And, you know, not every next step for a particular weekend has been the same, but I know that when we have a clear next step, it always takes off. And so that's one of the powerful things that I would tell the church is like, make sure that you're talking with your pastor, that you're talking with your worship leader or your weekend experience team or how, whoever sits around that table and actually ask them, hey guys, so it's great we got a message. It's great that we got awesome worship. What do we want people to leave? What's the one thing that we want them to leave with? Like, this is what I want you to do next with everything that you received today. Yeah, that's it's just a, too that's, important not to. Well, no, that's a great point because I, I feel like in our church, what we were doing for the longest time is that you know, you had the pastor come up there and give the message. After the message, we'd go into a time of communion and offering. And then you kind of wrap up with just some random announcements. But then we started, we did start rethinking, okay, so how can we be a little bit more clear with them on next steps? Like, we have to give them the next steps. However, one thing that I encountered or that I started experiencing and feeling is that our next steps became basically the same. They became very generic next steps. Mm -hmm. So like, talk to me a little bit about what you guys are doing to really make sure that those next steps stay fresh and that you're communicating. I, I heard you say that you're, you're, you're talking regularly with senior pastor or whoever the teaching person is and worship. So you're doing that. Are, are you doing anything else to really identify what those are so that they stay fresh? Yeah, every, that week, for the most part, everything that aligns towards that kind of shifts in that direction communication-wise to make sure that it aligns towards that. So, for instance, our social media is also communicating that next step. The 
front page of our website is also changed to make sure that that next step is clearly communicated. And then the connection page, which so many people send folks to, uh, you know, um, now typically you're just thinking connection card, but you're not always thinking that crucial next step. For us, we've made sure that that connection page is adaptable so that whatever that next step is gets highlighted big, bold, and beautiful with all the same imaging so it looks familiar the minute that they hit that website because we want them to take that action step. And so it's important to see that. Yeah, I love what you just said there. I didn't even think about that. I just wrote it down on my piece of paper here. Is the website, you know, because making sure you're integrating your next steps into that website, because this website can be very static, you know, in a lot of ways, and it become very just the same old, same old. And even if it's a pop-up, that pop-up, if it says the same thing over and over again, people are just going to ignore it and just kind of click off of it and, and whatnot. So I like how you talk about incorporating um, uh, in the whole communication throughout the week this, with social media, the web page, and the connection, card, you know, the digital connection card, right? Is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. And so That's exactly right. And who, uh, talk to me about your structure on that. Who runs all that kind of stuff? Is that run through you? Is that run through a team of people? What does that look like for you guys? So you've met, you've met, you know, our weekend experience director, Ben Stapley, right? So he makes sure and and gets all the big names around the table as far as that's concerned with like the lead pastor, the worship leaders, and some of the other folks around the table. I oversee the digital side as far as church online and the website. Our creative department oversees social media. The goal there is to make sure and align all those pieces together and to make sure we're on the same page that graphics language. And for us, that means both English and Spanish, by the way, because we're Miami and we're a bilingual city. So I've got an English site to manage and a Spanish website. All of them have to be aligned. But on top of that, and this is kind of what what comes across with me, my chat host for church online have to be ready with a blurb or with something to throw in the chat to remind people and point them to that next step, no matter what it is, just so it's clear and everybody is aligned from top to bottom. Dang, you, you've got some all-stars at your church. I mean, like, it's no wonder your church is like insane. You, you guys are like all all-stars, man. So we, got, we have a lot of fun, man. We have a lot of fun. What can I say? They're, they're good folks. They're but good I, folks, but it, but it, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. You, uh, no, I was going to say, when, when the team kind of is aligned around a next step, though, and when that's clear, and we try to clarify that as much as possible on Tuesdays, Okay, I was so gonna... that, yeah, so that come weekend time, and right now, because we're in the midst of COVID, uh, by God's grace, this is kind of a bit of a dream scenario for me, because we're recording the messages on Thursdays, we're putting together the service together on Fridays, so that we can launch them off on the weekends by Saturdays, yeah. so we need to make sure that all pieces are clicking together by the time that that's Saturday at six o'clock when we have our first online service hits right off the bat. See, and, and it's so easy from what I'm hearing from you is that you all can operate very easily in silos. Um, you guys have great people leading great parts of the, the ministry. But what I like about what you're doing is that you guys are meeting together early on in the week and you're, you're making sure it's being planned out and implemented so that your weekend experiences can be fantastic. And then also people are, are thinking that way leading up to the weekend experiences uh, that they're encountering. Um, what, what other things or what kind of maybe some issues have you come up with that have been maybe prohibited you all from being as effective as you could be? What are some things that you've experienced and how have you addressed those? 
Yeah, I think that the toughest thing, and not just for us, but for any church, is the need to communicate many things in in one broadcast. So, and, and that's so challenging, and I get it, because we, every church has a lot of initiatives and a lot of different things that they need to do, and everything just, and especially in the midst of COVID, everything just feels like, man, if we don't say this now, we're going to miss out. And, and what's tough there, too, is the church online broadcast for all churches right now is like the main communication tool to get everything out there. Like, you know, email has okay click-through rates, social media, some folks have it, some folks don't, you may miss some folks, et cetera. And so what most people try to do, and we've been guilty of this too, is trying to cram more than one thing into that action step or into that, you know, church online broadcast. And it takes a lot of discipline. It takes a lot of discipline and a lot of being aligned and on the same page to say, no, we're not going to announce more than one thing. We're going to keep the, you know, kind of like Simon Sinek says, right? Like we're going to keep the one thing, the one thing, yeah. and, and we're going to keep it simple and, and just go forward with it. Uh, do you guys, uh, that's a great point. Um, do you guys do any, like, say your service starts at 11 o'clock. Do you do a five minute pre-service with maybe a rotating thing of, of um, announcements maybe or stories? Do you do anything pre-service on Church Online? We used to, we used to, and, and for us, and this is nothing against folks who do that. I'm sure there's tremendous value for you and your communities. We found that for us, there wasn't as much value in there. Yeah. Um, it just kind of just started to kind of bleed into everything else. Folks started to ignore it. Folks, you know, weren't necessarily caring about some of the slides that came up because they didn't seem as important Yeah. because they figured the important thing is going to get communicated to me in the broadcast. And so everything that kind of came before and came after just kind of you know, just kind of fizzled away. Like, and we would take the temperature too. We would ask people, Hey, so what did we communicate today? You know, uh, we'll go around and ask folks, Hey, so what was your one thing that you left with today? And, uh, sometimes it's fun hearing that answer. Some of you may not want to ask that question. Maybe you'll be surprised with what you end up with, or maybe a little bit scared of what you might end up with, but it's a good thing to ask. Like, I know that, you know, personally, I, I know I can ask my family members like my dad or my mom and ask them, Hey, so out, out of everything you saw today, what was the one thing you walked away with and hear their generic, their, their, excuse me, their genuine answer, find out what it was. It was a good way to kind of take the temperature, go around to some of the church staff. Hey, so what was the one thing you walked away with this week? Well, I walked away with this. Well, that's not what we communicated. So, <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 Hey, that's exactly what we communicated. And it's not to bust them on whether or not they were paying attention. Yeah. It's easy to just blame that. But the reality is, is where we clear with our communication. Yeah, no, that's great. I'll say this. Um, we started doing a, like a five minute pre-service before our church online experience. And what, what we've discovered is it's so funny because as you're saying this stuff, I'm like, yeah, this is kind of what we're experiencing. We, we, one is we started getting longer. So then it became a seven minute pre-service because we wanted to cram in more stuff. We wanted to, to get it all in there. But then we're like, how many people are really watching this to, to do it? And so now I'm evaluating how effective is that little five-minute pre-service that we have going on. And sometimes the chat hosts aren't even on at that point. And it's like, what are, what are we really doing? So the, that, that was really interesting. Yeah, the good thing of that is, and, and I don't mean to get like too much into the mix of this. The good thing is, is, is it will pacify some of the other ministries, right? Like they feel like they're getting some kind of stage time, which yeah there's some kind of win there, I guess, you know, cause I know that everybody feels, and, and I genuinely feel for this. This is coming from a guy who is a student pastor and a small groups guy and a whole bunch of other stuff too, yeah. you know? So I, I get the need to make sure that what it is that you're working on gets communicated. It's just the question of targeting the, the audience that you got and yeah. the time that you got, you really need to hear, hit the most amount of ears at one point. And then if it's not clear, 
you're just going to miss them. You're yeah. going to miss them. And then you hope that they come back for the next service. You hope yeah. they come back for the next step. No, that's awesome. Okay. So last question I have for you about this, you know, a lot of people, us included. Um, so I'm using me as an example here, but okay. a lot of us will, will say, okay, we've got our sermon. We've got the communion time, the offering time, and then we kind of go into the next steps and wrap up kind of deal. Now um, we've noticed on church online that really still after the sermon, we got a huge dip in, in, drop off people are done you know they're you know we rise up through worship we peek in the sermon time and then right afterwards how do you uh, how, what do you guys do and maybe how do you guys communicate next steps that, that maybe keep them engaged a little bit longer <laughs> it's funny you ask that tom and i'm going to send this to you because we just literally changed the format of this uh two weeks ago like, okay we we felt like it was getting a little too mundane and i i was kind of given a lot more leash uh, to have fun with it. And so I teamed up with one of our campus pastors, Gideon Ape, uh, who's just an incredible creative brain. And we decided that we were going to do um, the hosting section just in the middle before we, we had like an intro and then a, and then a midtro and then an outro. And that's kind of how we helped communicate some of those next steps as we repeated at beginning, middle and end. And that was helpful for a time, but we started to notice like, Hey, this is getting a little monotonous just in terms of its style. And so we went to more of a, a blog-like style uh, or a vlog-like style format in the middle with jump cuts, with some humor, with some heart, with some good storytelling. And it's literally been like a four-minute mid-tro and it's been phenomenal. And it communicates that next step so clearly, but it's right before the message. And so if you want to get to the sermon, like you're going to have to go through us, you know, like it's going to happen. <laughs> um, but it's just been a great way to just kind of have some fun with it, break it up a little bit and have some fun with it, especially in the midst of the season. And it's funny because a lot of this got sparked up because of a video that, that a guy did, a Christian comedian did, man, forgive me, I'm forgetting his name. Uh, he was hilarious and he was kind of making fun of the whole church online process. Okay. I think he called the action verb church and he was just like going off. And I was like, oh, we do that. We do that. <laughs> we do that. We do that. We do that. We do that. And I was like, yeah, there really is very little that sets us apart from other folks. So Maybe we should have some fun with it. Maybe we should try. And so uh, Ben, Ben approached me and he was like, Hey, I, I saw this. I don't want us to be this. You have some free reign to go ahead and break some eggs. And so thank God leadership trusted me with it so far. I've not been fired by the time this <laughs> podcast airs. If I'm in a different state, y'all may know, but you know, but in the meantime, it's been a lot of fun to just kind of mess around with it and, and to kind of play with the format because uh, you know, this YouTube, this vlog style of doing it, it's a lot more personal. I think it's a little bit more authentic and it's a lot less um, morning show-ish that we were kind of coming across at first. So uh, That's awesome. That That's really cool. Well, this has been very helpful, Ray. I, I, I like this. And uh, yeah, definitely send me that thing if you've got some ideas. I would love to you know hear more about that um, because we're always looking to, again, e e even when Church Online was like kind of fresh and new for a lot of churches, you still can get into the routine and people can tune you out. And so it's like, how are you constantly keeping it fresh and how are you communicating effectively, especially those next steps, which are so important for people to do, because again, you don't want them to just hear the message. You want them to do something with it. And so it's like, what, what can you do with it and how can you communicate it? So I love how you're, you're starting it off with a week early, you're getting on it. And then everything that you do on church online is really hitting with those next steps. So I, I think that's awesome. So do you have any parting Thanks, wisdom for me other than what we talked about so far? 
Yeah, so I decided to go a little bit of uh, Baptist on this uh, clear consi- uh, about this next step. And so I got three C's for y'all, you know, okay. to make sure that your next step is good. Uh, number one, uh, it needs to be clear. You need to answer your five W's and talk about what exactly is it that you want people to do. You need your who, what, where, why, why, and how answered. So make sure that it's clear. Uh, the next thing is it needs to be concise. The shorter, the better. The shorter, the better. Try and pack in as much into as less as you can like trim off the fat take off the spiritual talk do what you can to make sure and give it some heart but make sure that it's concise so that it sticks you know and then the last thing is is be consistent so i talked about how our on-screen host our communicator and our chat host should all be thinking down the same line as far as where this service is headed so especially if you are preaching on small groups that week everything should be about groups that week If you are talking about giving that week, hey, in the hosting, hey, let me tell you guys how you can become a recurring giver. This is how giving changed my life. You can go to our website and sign up right now. Pastor's talking about it. And then the chat hosts are like, hey, don't forget, stop by cfmiami.org slash give and you can give today. But be consistent throughout because it matters and it will stick more if you're consistent. So. Make sure and do that. Dude, that is awesome. And I think I just have the title now for our, our podcast, the three C's. Uh, so you got I, it. I, I love it. I, I, I feel like that's awesome. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I affirm those um, as well, especially the consistent thing. You know, I always refer to this as anybody who blogs or does vlogs or something or podcasts even. You know, again, I, I love to find new content. But then if I go to their site and there's not, they, they post something once every three months or something like that, I'm like, I'm not going to go back to it, you know, because it's not consistent. But the fact that you can have something consistent all throughout and consistent messaging, I think that's really important as you're communicating next steps. It, it really matters. And it really makes the difference uh, when you do that. I'm telling you, nothing, nothing will change the way that people kind of engage with the message or with the service more than when you are clear concise and consistent across the board and on top of that and this is just for the person who loves sitting in the pew like if if i walked away and i didn't know what you wanted me to do with my weekend or with with that sunday now even and especially as a follower of jesus what did i go to (laughs) what did i what did i do yes i i thought something i felt something but now what am i going to do with said thing give me an opportunity to do something with it yeah, that's awesome. And that's a great wrapping up point. But before I let you go, Ray, tell people how they can get a hold of you. Again, we mentioned Twitter and I'm going to have that in there, but are there other ways that people can connect with you? Like where do you block? Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm at the church digital, the church dot digital. Uh, I partner up with Jeff Reed. Uh, we do a pod on church online stuff. And so you can catch me on there. Um, also, and I'm probably, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something a little bold and, and, uh, you guys can hit me up and text me on my cell phone. If you need what seven, eight, six, three, nine, five, one, nine, nine, three. Uh, please don't prank me. Please don't send me dirty <laughs> photos or memes. Okay. I don't need that in my life, but what I do want is to connect with folks and to help them in any way I can. Uh, because I, I know that this is a tough time for churches in general. It's been a privilege to help churches in our city and even around the United States. And so if there's a way that I can help you or maybe even answer some questions or bounce some ideas off of, please let me know. Yeah. And again, uh, Ray uh, blogs on uh, the the Church Digital blog and you're the co-host on the podcast. Uh, and I mean, you guys have been pounding out stuff left and right. So it's like awesome. To, it's it's overwhelming in some ways too. But But again, it was so funny because once COVID hit, it went a full throttle, like a thousand miles per hour. So 
we were already doing like an episode a week, which felt like a lot of content. It, yeah. it really did. And it still does. Like uh, Carrie Newhoff operates at a different level <laughs> that I'm just not sure how anybody operates it like i think the guy just lives next to his microphone and Carrie, if, you're, if you're listening to this i love you i don't mean any disrespect in that i'm just like man you generate so much content man it's incredible yeah. it's just legit incredible but on top of that you know um but it was great because we had an opportunity to help a lot of churches get off the ground you know we had people who were making fun of us mm-hmm. who were telling us man church online no way it's not theologically right a whole bunch of stuff man they, they were calling us up and texting us i don't say that mean-spirited way or in a way you know to drag anybody under the bus because it's not that at all they're still our brothers and sisters in christ it was just people that we never expected yeah that we never would expect that we never thought man in a thousand years this person will never call us because they want to do church online we're calling us up because they were starting from scratch and we just wanted to help people get started and to learn from some of the same mistakes very expensive mistakes we didn't want them to make the same expensive mistakes that we made so yeah well, you're a great resource, so definitely hit up uh, Ray, um, and you can find all his content. I'll, again, I got all that in the show notes, so I'd certainly encourage you to do it. Ray, thanks, as always, for uh, joining me, man. I really appreciate it. Yes, and w- one more thing, because okay. I know my boy Tom. He, he, he got me into this, man. Ted Lasso, folks, support this show. It is hilarious. Uh, for any of you who love Scrubs, Bill Lawrence, same dude who wrote it. Awesome. Just good stuff. And Tom, I blame you and I thank you for it. So you got me into it. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. I love the show. It's a fantastic show. So it's great. All right. So there you have it. My conversation with uh, Ray and uh, honestly, the conversation we had about Ted Lasso to kind of wrap that up, uh, we we went on for many more minutes. uh, So I just decided to spare you all our fascination with Ted Lasso. If you're not watching that show, it's a fantastic show. Um, I would strongly encourage you to do it. It's a great, it's very heartwarming, uh, very funny. Uh, very smart. Uh, so I, I think it's great. Uh, go in there and, and watch it if you can. Uh, but what I'm more interested in is, is what do you think about these next steps that you can be taking or communicating these next steps uh, on church online? How are you doing it effectively in your ministry strategy? And what are you doing? And what did you think of the three C's? Uh, so uh, I would love to hear your thoughts on it. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit Ray up on Twitter. Let's continue this conversation online because I think it's a very valuable one. And again, in this very digital world we're living in, how can you be communicating that uh, effectively to the people that you're ministering to? Um, definitely hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to continue this conversation. All right, heroes. Well, thanks so much for uh, joining me today. As always, you can go to iTunes or Spotify to subscribe to it. You can also hit up ymsidekick.com. There I've got the podcast, some vlogs, um, I've got the blog as well, also some ebooks and information about Digital Boot Camp. It's where ministers come to get some cool tips and tricks on how to do ministry online better and more effectively so we can reach more people for Christ. I mean, that's ultimately what we want to do. We want to reach more people for Christ. So learn how to do that on the Digital Boot Camp. And you can find all that content at ymsidekick.com. All right, heroes, well, I hope you have a great rest of the day, a great rest of the week. And until next time, have a great one.